good morning. It is 7.40 on the 2nd of November. And I'm way over here because I need to plug in my phone. It's about to die. All right. Um, I'm planning on calling this chat something like, you're nothing but a tool. I want it to be kind of clickbaity. Kind of like that last one that I did. Not not the most recent one, but a couple ago called You Suck at Everything. Because you do and you are. Um, you do suck at everything and you are just a tool. Now, what you are a tool for is the question. And the incredible thing about being a human is you get to pick. You get to pick to a certain degree what you want to be a tool for. Do you want to be a tool for the police department? Do you want to be a tool for the McDonald's corporation? Do you want to be a tool for a construction company? Do you want to be a tool for uh, Starbucks? Do you want to be a tool for uh, 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 gardening? I think you get what I'm going for with this. There are roles that you will play at different points during your life and even at different points during a day even from moment to moment within a day so you might be at work fulfilling the role of let's use my my own job that i have right now as an example i would say my job consists of two main components there's the customer service side of things well both parts of these are customer service related but one is definitely directly customer service. That's the the greeting the people as they come in. Hey, how's it going? Uh, have you been in before? And blah, blah, blah. Getting them checked in, sign this, this waiver in case you've never been here before. Um, do you want anything to drink? Okay, it's gonna be $10 for the your, your child there. It's free for you, you can play, they can play, you can play whatever all day long, up until when we close at three. Uh, do you want a drink? Okay, yeah, you want a latte? Okay, so, so that there's that part, the, the barista customer service side of things. But then there's the other side that is, again, it's, it's customer service-ish, but it's not directly interacting with the customer in such a, well, such a direct way. It's, it's going out onto the floor where the, the, the quote city, end quote, is and picking up various things putting the the fake pizza the felt pizza stuff back in the the, the pizzeria putting the, the wooden apples back in in the baskets where it's the, the the store putting the the money that gets scattered all over the place the kids love playing with the money put it back in the bank take the 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 envelopes the mail out of the the various mailboxes and put it back in the post office and a bunch of stuff like that. Put the carrots back in the carrot, the, the garden patch, blah, 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 blah. So those are the two aspects. And I bounce b back and forth between those. So at some points during the day, I am a tool for the coffee-making enterprise. When I'm making a drink, I am fulfilling the role that many other people at the same time across the world are also fulfilling. We are all part of a collective barista coffee drinking enterprise for lack of a better term somebody in singapore is making a drink for somebody somebody in new york is probably making a drink for somebody there are probably times where if you were to find the right person somewhere else in the world they would be mirroring what i'm doing or i'm mirroring them depending on how you want to look at it almost action for action i grab the cup they're somewhere in texas they grab the cup move it over to the the various flavors they pump three times i pump three times put it under the the espresso machine move this it's all it's like watching some sort of synchronized dance happening at the exact same time and at some point it's going to be a little bit off they're going to do something a little bit different than i do and i'm going to do something a little bit different and they'll go on their way and i'll go on my way yada 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 but at, in that moment, we are just acting out the role of coffee-making person. I'm not really 
thinking hard about each action that I'm taking. I'm just doing the thing that needs to be done. Now, when you first start something, when you've never done it before, then you there is a fair bit of thinking because you're having to remember, okay, how do, how do I do this? How do I go there? Okay. For example, when I, when I first was doing the Rubik's Cube, I had to really pay attention. Okay, where, oh, there, okay, that piece is there. And then if I move it over here, it'll go there. Okay, okay, I got that. I see here. I don't understand. I mean, I understand how the Rubik's Cube works, more or less. I understand the basics of it. But I haven't been dinking around with it for long enough to, you know, to really figure out how things work. Whereas my coworker at Detroit Kid City, and guy that I interviewed a few episodes back, back in 43 or 42, Dimitri, he knows how it works on a very deep level. So he's able to, I mean, I was telling him uh, about a certain setup that I, I'm not sure about how to do, and he, he was able to put the cube right into that setup within, I don't know, 10 moves. There, oh, you mean like this? Yeah, when it's like that. Okay, so when it's like this, you do like that, right? Well, maybe. Your hands were a blur, so I'm not really sure what you did right there, but it's it's something like that because what you did worked and what I do in that situation works as well, but I, I, I couldn't tell you if it was the exact same thing that you just did there. Anyways, the reason I'm saying all this, giving you this introduction, is because I had a bit of a revelation or a, an epiphany, uh, a moment of, I don't know, uh, uh, it was a, a moment of enlightenment, I guess, and it was both, it was, it's interesting how it could be these two things at once, but as I explain it, maybe you'll, you'll see how it could be, but it was both sad in a sense, but at the same time, incredibly wonderful. It was... Depressing isn't quite the right word, but it was sort of depressing at the same time as it was beautiful. It was a punch in the gut at the same time as it was uplifting. And you might go, oh, how could whatever this was that happened be those two things at the same time? That's a good question. How could something be those two things at the same time? Well, it depends on what it is. I'm trying to think of an example outside of the one that I'm about to tell you that could be those two things at the same time. I guess it might be something like a parent watching their child go off to school for the very first time. Or or maybe not even go off to school, but go over to their friend's house. It's the very first time that they're going to go do for a sleepover. Your your five-year-old has some little neighborhood friend. Maybe it's just two, two uh, houses down the way. There's your house, then there's the, the Jamison's house, and then there's the Schmorgenborg's house. And your, your little child... Thompson is is friends with the Jenny Smorgasbord, and they're going to have a sleepover, and your son or daughter, whatever, is going to go over to their house, and it's going to be the first night. They're going to leave at, at 7. You're going to carry their little pillow. You're going to watch them leave. They're going to walk down the way. I mean, you're going to see them go, and there they are. They enter the house, and oh, hey, all right, and they're going to wave. It's I mean, it's 80 feet away, if that, they wave, oh, okay, all right, we'll see you tomorrow, and then they, they go into the house, and, and then you're alone with your wife, and oh, our, our, this is the first time that our child has been away from us in, in, this, in this nature. Maybe, maybe it's the first time. I would hope that by the time they're five years old, this happened a couple other times, and you've had a babysitter or something, and you've had some alone time with your wife without the child being involved, but that all aside, maybe it's the first time that they've gone elsewhere. And it's, it's not a family member. So there's this new level of trepidation. But at the same time, it's, it's sad. It's, it's this new chapter. One chapter is closing and a new chapter is opening. And that's happening, obviously, or maybe not so obviously, in every single passing moment. Every moment a chapter is ending and a new one is opening. But sometimes it's what happens in a moment 
is much the, the chapter closing and a new one starting is much clearer than at other times. When I wake up in the morning, like today, when I woke up today, and I'm, I don't worry, I haven't lost track with what I'm going to tell you. I, you might be thinking, where's the story? Get back to it. What are you going to tell us? What was the thing that was sad and wonderful and, and depressing and, and amazing and punch in the gut and, and, and blah, blah, blah. It, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. But when I woke up this morning, I didn't really think about, oh, that chapter of me sleeping last night is ending, and now a new chapter of today is unfolding, and here it is. Oh, isn't that wonderful? This is so amazing. I don't really think of it that way anymore, and maybe it's because I've gone to sleep and woken up many, many, many hundreds, thousands of times. Not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds of times, thousands of times. I mean, let's say it's on average once a day, and it's probably a little bit higher than that because I've, I've taken naps and I've fallen asleep on, on plane rides and whatever. Probably on average, it's I wouldn't be surprised if it might be closer to two times per day given all the times that I took naps as a, as a child and at other points during my life. But let's say it's just one time a day, and that's 365 times a year times 34 years. I mean, every every three years is, a, is another thousand odd days. So you know, what is that? 30,000 times that I've at least minimum that I've gone to that, it, that I, that chapter of going to sleep and waking up has happened. So it doesn't seem terribly profound when it happens. It, it is, it's no less profound now than it was the very first time it happened when I was a baby, very first born into this world. But I don't, I'm just telling you a fact of reality. When I woke up this morning, I was like, oh my goodness, look, I'm awake. Here it is, a new day. Maybe I should. Maybe maybe if every I should embrace each new day like that. That aside, when I got married, that was there was a very clear moment of I'm no longer married. Now I am married. There was a chapter of my life where I was single. I mean, I was with my wife, or my wife-to-be, and I hadn't really been single for a, a few years at that point. But I was still technically not married, legally. I considered myself married for all intents and purposes. All The ceremony was just a ceremony. I, I wasn't, I didn't think of my situation with my wife a whole lot different. It was it was a little different, but it wasn't like, oh my goodness, I've just met you for the first time. It wasn't like an arranged marriage, and the, the, here we are, our first meeting is our marriage. It wasn't like that. It was, I've known you for this long, which is a large reason why I want to marry you, and why you want to get married to me, I think. I'm pretty sure we're on the same page here. Um, this is a binding contract, both in the in the legal man-made sense of a contract there's a piece of paper and it's got this there's that but it's also a contract uh, unwritten between my wife and I saying I'm gonna stick by you and and you're telling me that you're gonna stick by me and that doesn't matter what hardships we face we're going to handle them and we will confront them and we will figure it out and so far we have I mean, we've only been married a little over a year but Things have gotten better in terms of how we interact with each other, not worse. So, rewind back to about, I don't know, five, six minutes ago when I said what I did about this thing that was a gut punch and uplifting, beautiful and sad day, yada, yada, yada. My wife has made me two books. Full-size books. Empty books. As in, there's no, there's nothing in them. They're... You could call them notebooks, I guess, but when I think of a notebook, I think of a field note or a moleskin kind of thing. These aren't notebooks. They're full-sized books, and they're leather-bound. They're really well-made. And the first one she gave me back in... Uh, I've got it right over here. I think it was... 2013? 2012? Let's see here. Yeah, 2013. For my birthday, 2013. So five years ago. It was... We'd started dating in 2012, so about six months after we started dating. And it took me... 
good few years to completely fill that book. I think the final, let's see, September 9th, 2017, at 9.39 in the evening is when I finished this book. And I gave it to her a short time later. And earlier this year, for my 34th birthday, she gave me another book. It was a little bit late. She was working on it, and uh, I think she gave it to me around the 15th or 22nd or something like that, a little bit later in the month of April. And I finished that one uh, two, three weeks ago, something like that. Um, sometime in October, I believe. But when she gave me that second book, I decided I was going to do something very different than anything I had ever written before, unlike anything I'd ever written. The first book that she gave me was kind of a journal, more of a journal than anything. And the way I envisioned it was, because even at that point, in 2013, I had this feeling that she and I were going to get married. And so I wanted to track my journey to the point of us getting married, which I did. And there are some gaps in there where that go, I think, maybe six months where I, I didn't write anything, maybe even longer than that, because it was four years, more than four years before it was completed, four and a half years from the time that she gave it to me that I gave it back to her. But the second book, I decided I'm not going to do a journal. I want to write a story. I want to give her a story that no one else will ever read. This is a story for her specifically. And I thought, okay, how am I going to write that? What am I going to write? And I thought, I'm going to remove myself from the story. Not, let me try and word that again. Because I don't mean that I'm, I'm not, I want to get myself out of the story and that is what I mean but that almost sounds like I am in the story as a character and that's not what I mean what I mean is if you read anything that I've written on my website or uh, I guess that'd be the, the main place that you could read anything but if you had read any of my books there's a good bit of me in there as in I'm thinking about where I want the story to go. What does Dell think would make a, an interesting character? Why do what 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 are the characters going to do next? What what is what does Dell think is an interesting situation to put the characters in? What does Dell want to happen next? What what setting does Dell want the story to be in? Where is this where does Dell want the story to take place? Oh, Dell would like there to now be a robot. Okay, well, Dell's going to write a robot into it. Oh, Dell now wants there to be some uh, uh, action scene with some firearms and guns and explosions. Okay, Dell will write the ex action scene. So it's Dell's wishes. It's kind of a wish, a wish fulfillment type thing where I'm putting what I want into the story. That's what I mean by I tried to remove myself from the story that I was going to write for my wife. I decided I'm going to try to get myself out of the way as much as I possibly can. Just open myself up to the story. And you might think, okay, what the heck does that mean? And give me a second here because I'm getting kind of toasty. Take off this hoodie. Um, and if you, if you know what I mean, then you, then you know what I mean. But if you don't know what I mean, what I'm saying might sound kind of odd. You might go, okay, well, Del, you're the one writing the story, and don't you have to think about what you're writing next? Well, yes and no. To, to a certain degree, yes, because I'm the one that knows the word. Sorry, I had a weird bump on my arm. <laughs> I just ran my arm on my hand along my arm and felt a weird bum. What is that? Um, but if you've ever done something creative, painted a picture, written a song, maybe not wrote a song, but played a song on a, on a piano or a guitar or some other instrument or just sang something, 
and you kind of opened yourself up to the, the the possibilities of the of the universe, however you want to word it, to God, to to the infinite idea verse, to to the the realm of imagination, to your muse, to uh, the land of imagination. Did I already say that? You have probably experienced, if you've done something like this, painted a picture, drawn something, even even in conversation this can kind of happen, where it almost feels like you're not really in control of you. Maybe you're playing a song. Or not, it's not a song that you know. It's not like, oh, I'm going to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and here I am. I'm going to go through the notes. and No, you're just... You're, maybe it's a jazz thing, or you're just kind of strumming your guitar, or playing the piano, or you're singing in the shower, and just it's a, some sort of made-up song. If you've ever done something like this, then there is a really good chance that you've probably experienced a moment where you kind of paused and wondered, wait, where in the heck did that come from? I wasn't even thinking about playing those notes, and boy, that sounded really good. My hand just kind of did it, or, and I'm, I'm kind of air guitaring here as I do that, or you're painting a picture and you don't know why, but all of a sudden your hand just kind of does a line over here and just like, oh, huh, okay, and then you just sort of follow it and you're not really thinking about it, you're just, just kind of happening, you're like, oh, look at that, wow, that makes a an incredible, boy, that really looks like a, a mountain scene there, I didn't even, I didn't, wasn't really trying to do it, I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to paint a mountain scene here, I was just kind of doing it, it just kind of happened. Or you're in the shower again, singing, and you la la da da the man came home and touched his cow. He went on a ride and then made bacon. You're like, what in the heck? Where did that even come from? And you, you have a laugh, and it's like somebody else just kind of took over and spoke through you. Or you're you're making some food, and you're you're just going through, and your your mind's not even really in it. You're just kind of going, and you're just making, da 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 and you grab some spices, and you put a little sprinkle of this, and next thing you know is... Oh my goodness, I put cinnamon in the, the ginger cookies and I wasn't even thinking, but ah, well, whatever. And then you bake it and then you take a bite and you're like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And then you bring it to the, the, the luncheon or the, the whatever, the dang radiator heater is so loud. Um, you bring it to the, your, your, the, the ginger cookies with the sprinkle of cinnamon in there to the potluck and people are like, oh my goodness, what is in here? What did you do to these? It tastes, is that, is that cinnamon in these? And go, yeah, it is. I wasn't even thinking. I just kind of didn't. Like, oh, my God, these are so good. You're going to have to give me this recipe. And you go, well, you know, I, I don't even know how much I put in there. It's just kind of a couple shakes. I, I, Like I said, it wasn't part of the recipe. I just kind of did it. Oh, wow, they're so good. Now, there's times where it doesn't go well either. And you're, you're, you just break something or whatever. But there, the times where it does go good will sometimes go really well. With that all said... When I wrote this story for my wife, I wanted to remove myself, my own wishes, my own desires, out of the equation as much as possible. I just wanted to open myself up to the story. Just be a portal. Imagine in the sky, heaven, the, the universe, whatever, as, as a realm where there are ideas. The idea of Thor, the idea of Odin, the idea of Set, the idea of Isis, the idea of all the Egyptian gods, the ideas of songs, the idea of mathematics. They're all just kind of floating in the universe. They're not tangible because is a triangle tangible? I mean, I can tell you triangle and you can see a triangle in your mind. That's not something that you can reach into your head and pull out and like, oh, look, I'm holding a triangle and then I can hit it with a stick and ding, 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 ding. No, you can make something metal, wood, plastic, paper, whatever, into the shape of a triangle, but a triangle, the idea of a triangle, or a square, or two plus two, those aren't tangible things, just as a song isn't a tangible thing. It's, it's just, it's an idea that becomes played on tangible instruments, which then sends sound waves bouncing into your ears, which that ha has an effect on you, but the song isn't tangible until it's played. The algorithms to complete a Rubik's Cube, those aren't tangible things. The Rubik's Cube is tangible. It's made of plastic or, or maybe in other cases metal or wood or whatever. I, I've only ever seen them made out of plastic. Your hands are tangible and then when you put the 
Rubik's cube, you turn the side, the front, the middle, whatever, into you, you turn them in the, these proper configurations, then it has a result on a tangible thing. If you add two apples over here to two apples over here, and then you put them together in one basket, the basket is tangible. The four apples now are tangible, and you can see two plus two become a tangible, it has an, an interaction on tangible things, but the number, the equation, the shapes, the, the songs, the ideas, these are not tangible things. So if you imagine a realm, I like to imagine it above me. I like to imagine things that are good above because you look up, oh, you know, this is amazing. Yes, you jump up and down. And then when things are bad, you hang your head and, oh, no, so this, so you're, you're, you're all slumped over. Oh, I'm so depressed. And, oh, it's all bad news. You're walking around and shuffling your feet. I like to imagine things that are bad are down, below. That's where, that's where you, I mean, whatever. And one time I talked about this, and I think it was in before I was doing a podcast, that we quite literally exist between the bad and the good. If the bad is above us in the, in the space, the air, the universe, the stars, and the bad is below us and we walk on the tangible, we walk on a tangible earth. So we're our feet are on the earth, we walk around on the earth, and then above us is the the world of the ideas and we are walking on the tangible earth but walking through the intangible world around us. All that said, I wanted to remove my myself, my own wishes, my own hopes, my own desires, and my own ideas from the story that I was writing for my wife as much remove me out of the equation as much as possible and tap into that realm of the 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 great idea sphere, the I don't have a good name for it. In Alan Moore's comic book series, Promethea, he calls it, I believe it was Imaginaria, the realm of imagine, of ideas, of, of the intangible. So we'll use that for the time being. Imaginaria, the realm of all, all of the things that you can't touch and feel and smell. It's, it's the, the realm of ideas, the, the immaterial. I wanted to open, my, open myself up to that as much as I could, be a portal for that. And every time that I tried to get in into the way, like, oh, I want I want the story to go this way, I, I just would stop and go, nope, just keep on opening yourself up to that that realm of the unknown, of the of the ideas, of the of imaginaria. And what happened was I wrote a story that jumps all over the place. One moment a character is in India sitting on a dune meditating and then the very next paragraph without any discernible clear distinction of a jump happening there's a different character 80 years later in New York talking to a patient in uh, an office uh, having a, a sit down a, um, like a psychiatric evaluation and then it jumps further forward in time a thousand years and there's some hut out in the woods somewhere and, and two people are having a conversation and then then it goes back in time to somebody else talking to a couple of teenagers and it, it just jumps all over the place anywhere from I never say this, I don't think, in the book, it, but it's around 1800-ish, 1890 or so, all the way to 10,000 years later. And, it, and it, there's, no, there's no chapters in the book. There's no breaks. There's the, the only clear indication is, is, is a paragraph. Now that's that's about it. Sometimes I won't indent for a paragraph. I'll just drop down a line and then start a new paragraph without the indentation tabbing in. I mean, there's no tabbing. This is all handwritten. I don't know if I said that, but this is all written by hand. The entire 200 some on pages. And honestly, probably it, I think it was taking me about 20 minutes a page. So I think the book probably took me. I think it was about 20 to 30 minutes a page. 
So if there's 200 pages, that's yeah, it's probably probably anywhere from 80 to 120 hours to write the whole thing, which is not insignificant, but it's a, a use of time that I think was amazing. It's probably one of the best uses of time that I ever did. That all said, when my wife started reading this book, she said it's the most interesting thing I've ever written, and she says that she really likes it. She said that, I don't know if she said this, but she agreed when I said this morning that I thought it was the best thing I've ever written, and she said, yeah, I agree. I think she said she agreed. Um, and any time I go to read a page, because I'll, she reads it before bed each night, and in the morning, sometimes, not every time, but I'll go and look to where the bookmark is to see where she's at. I kind of want to remember, oh, where, 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 where is it? Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. I remember that part. Um, but anytime I open the book to read, I don't stop right away. It's not like, oh, okay, yeah, and then close it and then move on. I, I, I feel like I get stuck for a moment. I, it kind of grabs me and, and I just keep on reading. And then I get to the end of a page and I'm like, oh, gee, I just, I read two pages here. Okay. And then I close it up and I'm like, oh, it, it kind of, it, it grabs me. And my wife said the same thing about it. She said that when she'll lay down to read, she'll think, oh, I'll read to this page or I'll, I'll put the bookmark up a few pages forward and I'll stop there. But then she'll go beyond it and just, she just gets sucked into it and just keeps on going. And bringing this full circle now, 30 minutes later or after I started this, but I think it's about 25 minutes after I said this, the gut punch thing, if you haven't figured it out at this point, maybe you have, the sad, depressing, wonderful, uplifting thing, all of that at the same time, was that the best thing that, air quotes, I have ever written was the thing that I wrote the least of, the thing that I had the least involvement in. Which is kind of depressing. And I need to pause here for a moment. I need to use the restroom. All right, I gotta remember where the heck I was. Because to you, it was a brief moment, but for me, it was a couple minutes. Um, I'm saying how it was depressing and uplifting, realizing that the best thing that I've ever written was the thing that I had the least involvement in. And the, the sad part about it, maybe that's obvious, but I'll go ahead and elaborate if it wasn't, because... My prerogative here. Um, I believe I used that correctly. That word, prerogative. It's. I believe that means it's your. You have the ability to do that. You're in a position where that's that's. You can do that if you want to. Anyways. The sad part was that. Was coming to the realization that. Anything that I have written in, in the years that I've been writing was nowhere near as the thing that I tried to remove myself from the most. It'd be like you've practiced and practiced and practiced and you've, you've tried and tried and tried to get to a point where you can paint really well. And then one time you just go, you know what, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to try and not think about what I'm painting. I'm just going to let my hand follow and do what it wants to do. So you get out your easel, you set it down in front of a scene. Maybe you're sitting by a lake or something or a river or whatever. And you sit out there, this, this scene, and you just, you got your paints and you just start going at it. And you're looking at the scene. You're just kind of not really thinking about it. You're just kind of doing it. And the next thing you know, a couple hours later, whatever it is, you step back and you look at the painting. You look at the scene. You go, wow. That's the best thing that I've ever produced. And, I, and that's the one thing that I tried to step away from, remove myself from. I wasn't even thinking about it. And maybe you can only get to a point like that after you practiced a lot. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you have to come full circle like that. I'm not sure. And it's not to say that I'll never get in the way of my writing again. I almost certainly will. But what I realized this morning was 
and this was the beautiful part, the, the wonderful, uplifting part, was I don't need to try so hard to write well. All I need to do is just get out of my own way and just do. Which is a really paradoxical, oxymoronic kind of thing. Because on the one hand, it is me that's writing. It's not like my wife wrote the book. It's not my brother didn't do it. It's not Bob from the Living Under the Bridge didn't come and say, oh, I'm going to fill this book with words. It was Dell's hand, in a sense, that filled those pages. It, it, it was the pen that I was holding. But at the same time, it's almost like I was the tool for some other force beyond me. And when I thought about it that way, I thought, you know, if I'm the tool and this force beyond me, you call it God, call it the realm of Imaginaria, call it your muse, call it whatever you want, it doesn't really matter. As long as we understand we're talking about the same thing, it's, it's the ideas, the, 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 the things that you, the immaterial. When I let that flow through me, it worked a lot better. And when I thought about it that way, and this is what I was just going to say, is that it's a lot like if if I, Dell, this tangible body, were that realm of the unknown, the realm of the immaterial, that, that imaginaria, if that was me, and then I was using a drill, and the drill was, was Dell, so, okay... Imagine the, the drill, the tool is Dell, and then the Imaginaria is this other force. So just swap places here. I'm the tool, Imaginaria is the user of the tool. So Dell is the drill, Imaginaria is the user of the drill. If the drill had a mind of its own and said, I want to drill over here, or I want to do a twisty thing, or I'm going to just stop working. You probably heard somebody say, oh, this phone's got a mind of its own. Oh, this... This light, it's got a mind of its own. Oh, this record player, this computer, oh, this toaster, whatever. It's got a mind of its own. You don't want your tools to have a mind of its own. You want it to do what you want it to do. It has a purpose to fulfill, and you want it to do that. When you go to reach for your light switch, you don't want it to become a strobe light. No, you just want it to be on. That's all you want it to do. When you go and you push your toaster thing down and you have it on, Number six, because that's the, the level of toastedness that you want your bread to be. You want it to pop out at number six. You don't want one of the slices to be burnt to a crisp and the other one still cold from the, the fridge. Maybe maybe slightly warmed up because of residual heat coming over from the other side of the toaster. You go, what in the heck? No. What in the world? And then you try it again and it, it does it the other way. What in the world? No, no, oh my goodness. And you go to use your computer and you... You double click on the the icon to get to the internet, Internet Explorer, Chrome, Safari, whatever it is you use. I think most people use Chrome these days. If you're not using Chrome, I don't know why you're not. As far as I'm concerned, it's the best browser there is, but I don't really use anything else, so maybe there's something else better. Anyways, you don't want it to open iTunes. You don't want it to delete everything from your computer. What? It's deleting it. All I did was try and open Chrome. What's happening? When you go and select a game on your PlayStation 4 and you go, oh, I'm going to play this game. You select it. You don't want that to open up your your system settings and then be one step away from erasing or restarting it, setting it to factory. Whoa, no, factory reset. Oh, hang on. Whoa, what in the world? And you try and you hit back, but back says, yes, do it. And you're like, no, oh, no. And that's on, it's undoing, and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Go over, you unplug it. Oh, goodness gracious, I hope that didn't frow my, oh, my goodness, all my data, it's gone. You go to start your car, you turn the key, and all of a sudden, the roof, it doesn't even turn on, but the, the, the sunroof opens up. What, what the heck? No, it's not what I wanted. You go to turn your key in the, the lock of your home, and, and bats just start flying. The, the, the roof turns into bats, and it just just vanish what in the world no that's not what's supposed to happen here no you want things to work the way that's supposed to their things aren't supposed to have a mind of their own what makes you think that you should have a mind of your own more often than not you get in your own way 
And I know this because I get in my own way all the time. I set about today. Today I'm going to work. And today I'm going to I'm going to do this and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to read and I'm going to this and then the next thing I know was on YouTube. Oh, look at this. And this is another funny video. <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh, something with the UFC. Oh, I'm just going to watch this. One. It's just 10 minutes long and I'm going to watch it in two times speed. So it'll be it'll just be 5 minutes. Just 5 minutes. Okay. Oh, it says something about the UFC. Oh, it's a blah, 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 blah. Ben Askren's joining in the trade for Demetrius Johnson. Blah, 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 blah. And what? Really? Is that going like, to open another tab? Ben Askren. Oh, look at that. He fought. In the, he was in the Olympics. Oh, never lost. Oh, okay. One no contest from an iBook. Oh, what happened there? Back to YouTube. The other video is still playing. Next thing I know, it's 20 minutes. Oh, I thought it was going to be five minutes. No, it's 20 minutes. Oh, well, I've already spent 20 minutes. So let's just watch another one. Next thing I know, two hours is gone, and I haven't done dick all except watch a bunch of nonsense on YouTube, and boy, what a wonderful use of time that was. That's sarcasm, in case you couldn't pick that up. It was a terrible use of time. No, you get in your way all the time. I get in my way all the time. Maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe you're really good at this. Maybe you set goals and you go towards them and you complete that goal. And then you set another goal and you go towards it and you complete that goal. And you write everything down. You've got a day planner and you knock it all out and you boom, 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 boom. This is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do this. And maybe you have a work ethic like Kevin Hart or The Rock and it's just dun, 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 nonstop from this to that to this to that. And maybe you're just knocking out of the park left and right. Maybe so. And if so... Hell yeah, keep on it. You do keep on doing that. It's working right on. But if not, if that's not you and you're anything like me and you're like what I imagine a lot of people are like and you do get in your own way, maybe try to get out of your own way. Stop becoming your own roadblock. You might go, yeah, that's cool. But how do I do that? Well, I don't know for you, but I have learned that doing the thing that I don't want to do is often the thing that gives me the most fulfillment after the fact. It might not give me a lot of fulfillment in the moment, but it gives me fulfillment after the fact, which is... A weird thing to think about because you could live your life right now and you hear about living in the moment and oh I want to live in the moment and I and I want the you know if I'm living in the moment then don't I want to be enjoying what I'm doing in the moment as opposed to living not enjoying exactly what I'm doing right now because later on I will enjoy it well here's the thing here's the thing that makes that interesting Imagine a series of photographs going along a line. There's 10 of them. So you look from the left the left side across a wall. It's just, it's 10 photographs. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ichi, ni, san, yon, go, roku, nana, hachi, kyuju. That, that's one through 10 in Japanese, which I now can do. And I could, I think I can count to 99. I don't know what 100 is in Japanese, so I can't go higher than that. I'm pretty sure sen is a thousand, but I don't know what the hundred is. But anyways, you're like, well, what's 53? That would be goju-san. Ju is the tens place. So if it was 21, it would be niju. That's 20. Uh, ni, uh, what did I say? 21? Niju-ichi. That'd be 21. Okay. Anyways, that aside, um, what about the teens, though? How do you do teen? Goju. That's 15. 5 and 10. It, uh, ju, wait, no, it's Jugo. I think I think you said that. Right. I got to double check that as well. Pretty soon. Jugo. Uh, Juichi. Jusan. Anyways. <laughs> imagine the pictures. 1 through 10. And you've got... It's a series of pictures of you in... It's, it's 10 different days. So you've got day one, two, three, four, five, all the way to 10. Okay. And day one of all, just all one through 10, you're 
playing video games, we'll say, or you're eating Cheetos. That's that's the picture. It's 10 pictures, 10 different days of you eating Cheetos. Okay. Well, day one, you might be really enjoying that. Oh, I'm in the moment. Here I am. I'm enjoying eating the Cheetos. Here I'm in th- I'm enjoying the moment, okay? Then you go to day two, and you're enjoying the moment, except you're remembering day one. You look back. Okay, you're looking at day two right now, but then over to your left is Cheeto eating. And you're like, uh, I'm enjoying right now, but I'm not enjoying the memory of day one. That was a mistake. I really shouldn't have eaten Cheetos. And you go to day three. <sighs> I'm enjoying the moment, but now I've got two days that I'm not really enjoying. Okay, I'm I'm investing poorly right now. And I don't really like where this is going. Alright, now you move to day four. Oh, now I've got three days that I'm not really enjoying. And suddenly that's three days that I'm not enjoying to the one moment right now that I am. You keep on doing that. Go all the way to day 10 and you've got day one, two, three, four, five, Ichi, Ni, San, Yon, Go, uh, Roku, Nana, Hachi, Q. All those nine days, Q days, that you don't enjoy. Bashing up against, weighed against your one moment right now that you do. So now, now you've got those pictures. Now imagine a scale. So you take all those pictures down and you stack all of those moments, one through nine, onto one side of the scale, and then you put the other single picture on the other side of the scale. Okay, well the one side is just gonna clunk, drop down. Yeah, it's great that you're enjoying now, but it's completely outweighed by all the others. Now do that over years, days, and moments, every moment. Just imagine every single moment, every single trillionth of a second is a picture and it's just after another after another after another just filling and filling and filling that one side of the scale okay you might be enjoying that one bite of the donut right now but all those other the thousands of bites that you made where you were enjoying it is into this huge pile and you just it's just completely weighed down with all these choices that you look back and you go, boy, I really wish I hadn't spoken that way to that person, even though it felt good in the moment. Boy, I really wish I hadn't sped and, and, and because I thought it would be fun to do, but then I got that ticket. Oh, boy, I really wish I hadn't lied. Boy, I really wish I had all these things that you wish that you hadn't done. And, oh, man, I wish I hadn't spent four hours watching YouTube that day. Boy, I really wish I hadn't done that. Boy, I really wish I hadn't skipped that class. Boy, I really wish I hadn't done I, – I wish I hadn't spent 15 hours playing that freaking video game. It's just hours and hours and hours and moments and moments and moments just filling, filling, filling to the point where the scale can't even – it just completely covered that side of the scale. And all you have – ah, whatever, whatever. I'm just going to ignore all that because I'm going to live in the moment. I'm going to live right now and enjoy the moment. I'm not going to have that bite of the donut and you're right now. Now, you can probably see without me elaborating and explaining this to you how the other way could go. But in case it's not clear to you and you – don't have the ability to reverse this whole situation. Let me just go through it real quick. Back to the pictures on the wall. Got pictures one through ten. Ichi Nissan Yon Go Roku Nana Hachi Kyuju. For whatever reason, going from five to ten, like it's really derped up. I can go Ichi Nissan Yon Go real easy. But then it's the Roku Nana Hachi. I want to go Roku Hachi. It's Roku Nana Hachi Kyuju. Anyways, got those pictures on the wall. Day one. You've got a picture of you working on your project. You don't really enjoy it. You had to force yourself. Me writing my story. Ugh. Maybe I'll just take today off. Nope. You're writing your story. Okay. Find a picture. Let's see. Okay. Whatever. Get it. Get do the. Get into it. Get start writing the story. Okay. I'm kind of enjoying this, but ugh. I'd really rather be watching you. No. Write your story. Okay. I'm gonna write my story. Day two. Write your story. I don't. I don't really enjoy this. I'd rather just watch something on YouTube or, 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 just take a nap or, or sort magic cards or, I don't know. I just I want to watch this movie. I, I, I want to go to 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 Hulu and watch some cartoons. No, write your story. Okay, I'll write my story. All right now, once you're done with that, read. You said you were going to finish that book today. You've only got forty pages left. Go and finish it. All right, all right, I'll finish it. Day three. Oh, wait a second. Let's take a look back at day one. Oh boy, I'm really glad I did that. I'm sure I'm glad I made myself do that. Yeah, 
I wrote that story, and there it is. It's on my website. Oh, and what did I do on day two? Oh, I wrote another story. Oh, I'm so glad I did that. Kind of sucked at the time, yeah, 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 but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I made myself do it. Here I am, day three. Are you going to write another story? I don't know. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll write a story. I'm going to write a story. Day 10. You're on day 10. You're going to write a story? You, you need to write your story. Okay, I'll write my story. I don't really want to. I, I've, I've written it nine other days. Can I just take today off? No. you got to write today as well. Okay, I'll write my story. Oh, hey, let's just take a moment and look back. Oh, my goodness. Day one. I'm so glad I did that. Day two. I'm so glad I did that. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. I'm so glad I did that. Oh, wait a second. Let's take a look at the scale. I'm not enjoying right now all that much. It's kind of sucking and uh, it's, I don't... I don't really want to do it, and I'd really rather be doing these other things. But that one moment is very, very, it's, it's hardly any weight in the scale. And the other side is just filled up. All those moments, it's it's huge of, of, of the goodness. It's, it's so much, oh my goodness. And you do that for years and years and years, and those moments completely outweigh what you're doing right now. And you learn... Having done this over and over and over, reinforcement, no, you will enjoy this after the fact. You might not enjoy it right now, and it might be kind of miserable, and it might kind of suck getting up to go to the class, getting up and reading that book, getting up and working on the thing that you're going to work on. It might kind of suck, but you remember every time you embraced that sucky thing, it added another diamond, another pebble into that moment. That now it's so full, you look back and, oh my goodness, all those things so glad that I did it. So you can live your life in the moment and enjoy all your little moments by eating the donuts and, and not working out and not being nice and flipping the person off because they pulled in front of you and embracing that and just, ah, I'm going to indulge that. I'm going to live in a, a very indulgent lifestyle right now. Embrace that. Ah, I'm going to feed that that hungry monster that just wants all that thing is that the hungry monster, it's never not hungry. It's always hungry. It will always, always, always be hungry. Even when it's a fat, disgusting slob that can't move at all. Like, there's a vampire, I think, in, in Blade 2 or 3 that's just this huge mound of flesh. It's just, it, the hands, it, the arms are so fat, it just has little hands that are sticking out or something. I, I think, I think that's what that movie was. It's just this giant monstrosity. It's basically an entire room of flesh with just this misshapen face sunk into this heap. It's it's like 6,000 pillows, but it's just all flesh and, and just jiggling body mass. Somewhere in there, apparently, there's a skeleton, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think it really works. I, I don't think you can truly get quite that fat. There are some people that have made a good run for it, but they're, they're never going to get quite that fat. That's like 30,000 pounds of, of flesh. The bed sores, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Anyhow, that all aside, that's what that looks like. And it and it might be, oh, give me another donut, oh, give me more blood of my victims. Oh, I think it was some sort of like the head vampire or something, whatever. Feed me more, job of the hut. It's not, it's not doing much. Or, or you can be the athlete that embraces the suck, that... I don't really want to do this right now, but I've learned that by not doing, or by, sorry, by doing the thing that I don't really want to do, I'm investing so that I can look back and go, I'm so glad I did that yesterday. And I'm so glad I did that this morning. I look back at the 200 odd stories. So I think it's closing in on 250 if it's not already over that. It's at least 200. I know that for sure. Stories that I've written for my website. And I go, wow, that's all been done this year, this year. I mean, a few of the stories I, I, I wrote previous years, but the, but the, the daily story thing, that, I started that this year. I think it was back in May that I really started buckling down and going, I'm going to do this and make it a daily thing. For a while, I'd been just doing it Monday through Friday, but it was only, a, I think, a couple months of that that I said, you know what? No, it's every single day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know how to say that in Japanese just yet. <clears throat> Same thing with Japanese, learning that. I have a streak of 34 days right now, I think it is, in Duolingo. Might be higher than that, 35, 37, something like that. Every day, I 
get my my goal is to hit 50 experience and i've never hit under that it's always been 50 and usually it's more than 100 experience i have tiny cards which is a sort of a, a side app for duolingo it's all these flashcards. i do that that every day i do another app called drops that i like quite a bit for learning japanese I've been writing things down on post-it notes and sticking it around the house so that I can remember, oh, asagohan, that means breakfast. Kenoko, mushrooms. Fuyu, winter. Um, uh, hiro is morning, daytime. Um, yomu, yomu is read. Um, Ame, rain, various things. Uh, I'm trying to think of other some other things I'm, that I've learned. Um, Jondes or Deldes would just be I'm Del. Um, Hajimemashite is nice to meet you. Hajimemashite. Um, yeah, so all of those things I've learned because I've done this day after day after day. It's not like I went to the Japanese learning thing, app, whatever, and just did it one time. Like, ah, I'm going to stop doing it. No. And there are certainly times where I've thought, you know what, I'll just not do today. It's, that's happened a few times. But not usually. Actually, I don't even know if that's happened a few times. That might have happened once or twice. But I, I'm pretty good about wanting to do this for whatever reason it, it's grabbed me and, and i've not had any trouble wanting to do it i think last night might have been the first time where i thought eh, whatever and that's just because it was late in the day i had worked and i hadn't gotten to the end of my my duolingo experience thing and so i the 50 the goal of 50 and i just thought ah, i'll just leave it and then I thought, no, no 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 do it right now so i did it um but yeah Think about what you're investing in. Thinking about what you're doing with each moment is really beneficial. The more that you invest in a thing, the, the more you'll be invested in it. <laughs> the thing about investing in moments is that it will never go poorly on you. It's not like you're speculating on a precious metal or a particular magic card. And what I mean by speculating is you purchased, when, when somebody speculates on a thing, it, it, the idea there, I, I am not an economist or an investor of any nature, but when I hear that, oh, I'm, I'm, this is my next speculation, it's, it's hoping that it does very well. So if you think, I've heard rumors that the next Marvel movie is gonna feature Captain, Bob, whatever, I'm going to go and find what the first issue, the first appearance of Captain Bob was. Oh, it was it was uh, Marvel Avengers number 123, whatever. I, I'm just making this all up. So I'm going to go and buy a bunch of copies of that for $5. I was able to buy 100 copies, $5 a piece. And then, sure enough, a movie, the next big Marvel event, we're coming next summer uh, or two, two summers from now, Captain Bob will finally be a movie. And it's all of a sudden, the price on the, the that Marvel whatever issue I said, 163 or whatever it was, um, 73, something like that, 23, issue, the first appearance of Captain Bob is no longer a $5 comic, it's an $80 comic. So you go, oh my goodness, $80, I'm going to sell the ones that I bought for $5 a piece, make $75 per comic, and then hang on to a couple of them, maybe 10 of them or something like that, to see if I can't, uh, I spent $500, turned, and then sold all of them except 10 in case it jumps even higher. Then you made, whatever, $75 per 490. That's a lot of money. So people will do that with stocks. They'll go, oh, this is a cheap stock right now, but I've, I have a feeling that given the way the economy going is going or some new thing that I've heard coming down the pipeline or some information that I have, I really think that this is going to be a good stock. So you spend a bunch of money on the stock, buy a bunch of it, hoping that it goes up in price that you can sell it. People do this all the time. People did that back when Amazon and Apple and, and Microsoft were cheap. And some people have made out exceptionally well because of that. And other people have gone the other way. 
They've purchased things that they thought were going to be real great. Magic cards, gold. Gold kind of stays the same throughout the years. It fluctuates, but it doesn't change drastically. But people do this with stocks, with all kinds of things. And they're hoping, they're hoping that it goes up in price. Oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of these Beanie Babies because I'm, I'm hoping that one day the, this Beanie Baby that I got from McDonald's for the price of a Happy Meal will be a, a $3,000 Beanie Baby. I can turn it around and sell it. Okay, maybe. Probably not. Um, yeah. So what I want to leave you with is think about what you're investing in. Think about that. Think about the things that you're putting your time and your energy towards. Because it might feel real good to eat that donut right now. It might be stimulating and enjoyable to watch that YouTube video about the the, the person, whatever, even if it's, a, oh, it's an educational video, it's a TED talk. Oh, no, no, it's it's a guy telling me how not to waste time. Well, here, I'll tell you how not to waste time. Don't watch that stupid fucking video. There you go. Th th that You're not wasting time. And you know that. You know that. I have this theory that if you're not mentally deficient, like you don't have some sort of verifiable mental issue, that by the time you're 20, and I would guess that for some people this is even sooner, you know pretty much everything that you need to know. My coworker that I work with, he's 14 years old. And I guarantee you that if, for whatever reason, he was on his own and he just, he just had to be on his own, he would be fine. He would be fine. It's probably a good idea that he remain with his family for another four so odd years until he's 18. But he's very mature for 14. If he needed to get a job, I don't know where he could at the age of 14, but if he had to, and he was, say, 15, 16, he could. He knows how to work. He could work at pretty much any coffee shop across the country because of his years of, of, of doing what he's done at making coffee. He knows how to make drinks. He knows how to interact with people. He'd be fine. He knows a lot of things. He's, he's listened to that interview that I had with him. He knows that playing a whole lot of video games isn't the greatest use of time. He knows that reading books is a good use of time, depending on the books, of course. I mean, you can read a bunch of garbage, and that, that, that's not all that useful either. Um, he knows these things. And I have a feeling that most people, by the time they're 20, I'm giving you a bit of a time there, but there's probably people that by the time of 18, you know what things are good for you and what is not. You don't need to be told, usually, unless you've just been lied to blatantly all through your life. But even then, I think that on some deep level, you know that vegetables and, and good whole foods that you can understand and pronounce and know what the ingredients are, are better for you than a bag of chemicals and Cheetos and artificial colors. I don't think that you think, oh no, I truly, of the core of my core, the heart of my hearts, believe that this monster energy drink and this bag of chicken McNuggets from Wendy's is definitely better for me than the salad that I that I, that I could get from the and make myself I chop up the kale the, the romaine lettuce the carrots the radishes that's that's worse for me I don't know anybody that would actually truly believe that but then again I don't know everybody so there's probably somebody out there that thinks no 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 the chicken McNuggets are actually better for me okay well you're wrong they're not I mean there might be some case out there where it is Maybe somebody that's super deficient in something that the chicken McNuggets would give them and they just have an abundance of whatever the vegetables are giving them. Maybe maybe there are some extreme outlier cases. I mean, I guess there probably is. But for the vast majority of people, the salad's going to be better for you. The, the glass of water is going to be better than the Coke. I don't think that's ever not the case. I don't know any time that the, that the soda is going to be better for you than the water. Again, maybe, maybe, I just, I can't imagine when or why that would be. It's like saying, oh, getting punched in the face is sometimes better than not. Really? What, when is that? I don't, how, how could that be ever true? I, I just don't, again, maybe? I just, I just don't know how. I, I, yeah. So anyways, think about what you're investing in. And then also, back to what I said about being a tool, be a tool, be a useful tool for 
those energies, those, those outside forces, but be aware of what you're being a tool for. Because when you're investing in the Cheetos, in, in, the, in, the, in the momentary pleasure, you are being a tool for something. You're just being a tool for the gluttonous, the sloth, for, for laziness, for, for lack of ambition, for no creativity. I could go deeper and deeper and deeper into that whole thing of why that might happen, but I'm not going to do it because it gets really complicated and it's, it's fairly long-winded. Maybe I'll save that for a conversation with Dimitri because I asked him if he'd be interested in having another one and he said, yeah, so I'd like to do that. Um, anyways, I love you. Have a great week. Please think about what you're investing your time, energy, and efforts into because it's important to me and it think should be important to you because what you invest in is what you're going to get returns on time money anything all right have a great day week i love you